Welcome back to the Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. Today's gorgeous episode is with one of my adored human beings in the world, Miss Amy Baldwin, host of or co-host of Shameless Sex Podcast, sexological expert. Say sexological, sexual expert, sexpert. Anyways, she's tremendous, and uh, this conversation is one of my favorites. I truly mean that. Um, it's all sorts of vulnerable, I think, in various different directions. But at this point. I talk about so much weird crap on here. I guess vulnerability is becoming just the norm. Um, but we go into anal play. We go into sex work. We get into clenching your ass in relation to how that affects your your heart. All sorts of good stuff. Really fun. Wild conversation. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to the website, alignpodcast.com, A-L-I-G-N podcast.com. Thanks for starting the five-day movement challenge. Break down five fundamental movement patterns everybody ought to have in their daily situation if they give a dagnabbit about their body. Also wanted to thank Blue Blocks for supporting this podcast. Blue Blocks makes a styly pair of blue blocking glasses. Uh, several different styles, actually, all of which are pretty pretty rad. I, I quite like them. Um, and the reason I use blue blocking glasses, I've been using them for years now, and started off using like the goggly, ridiculous ones, and then finally got some pairs that actually look kind of cool. Um, so uh, blue light after the sun goes down causes your body to feel as though it's time to wake up again. So when you get that sunrise, that light, that blue light coming into your eyes and your skin sends a signal, creates this cascade of hormones and neurochemistry causing your body to say like, let's go, let's charge, juicy up with cortisol and all the things, downregulate the melatonins, all the stuff that kind of puts you into the sleepy zone. So if you can protect your eyes, from those blue lights also just change the lights in your house use candles and salt lamps and put apps on your phone or your computer to dim the light after the the sun goes down uh but also have those sunglasses around you get yourself 15 percent off of a pair of blue blocks b-l-u-b-l-o-x dot com slash align blueblocks.com slash align for 15 percent off your purchase i highly recommend if you don't have a pair of blue blockers um I think it's fairly non-negotiable. I think that's like, you got to get a pair. I really mean that. Um, All right. I think we are good to go. Thank you to the people that have purchased the Align Method online program as well. That's amazing. I appreciate the reviews. And uh, you can start a seven-day free trial on that thing. So go to alignpodcast.com slash method. Seven-day free trial upon it. Uh, all right, here we go. One of my absolute favorite conversations, once again, with Amy Baldwin of Shameless Sex Podcast. Here we go. Pow. Align Podcast. Like a <laughs> listener? Yeah, like a gift. Really? Yeah. That's all interesting. All we have to do is to suck their dick. <laughs> 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 that's not true. I made that up. That's actually how I got the headphones. Oh, that's true. <laughs> That's what you were doing to that guy. Yep. Brilliant. We might as well take advantage of these things. I know. You never know what kind of opportunities you have when you stay open. Yeah, why not? Make my Amazon wish list. Mm -hmm. Someday, perhaps, there could be like, maybe that's the future and like the whole Bitcoin. It would be interesting if we could go back to some type of bartering trade system. Yeah. I guess it's kind of what money is, really. Kind of already, yeah, it's just a different it's already form. Is. We're not using sheep and goats yeah. and all those old, the old <laughs> things, apples and things that could die or go rotten. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we, I press record. Cool. 
It's all happening. I mean, speaking of bartering, I mean that's sex work. Sex work is a is one of the older trades. I mean, they say I've heard of this, that people saying oldest. I don't know if we can actually. Uh, confirm that one because there had to be some other professions before that to exchange for the sex work. Mm. Um, but there's there you go. There's a good bartering You've system. You've been out to Amsterdam. You've seen like the girls in like the glass yes. cages. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It's a little different. I'm like hello, come it's in crazy. here. Crazy. It's like, like advertisements. They're like yeah. knocking on the wall at you. Yeah. Like oh. And then you go in and the little like they close the curtains and. Yeah. Have you been in there? Can I ask you that? <laughs> I don't answer questions like okay. that. <laughs> I asked you before what's on the table and you're like, I'm an open book. Well, I'll say no, of I course have, I didn't do it. I have a guy friend that has <laughs> gone in there and I asked him what it was like and he said, and I don't know if this is for all the booths, but he said that um, they have like a little washroom and you get all cleaned up. And I don't even know if there's like a safer sex talk, but there's always, they're good about using condoms and they all have paper documentation for their testing. And so it has this um, very like clean, hygienic, professional thing. And again, probably not all of the rooms there, but um, I, thought, I found that very interesting. Mm. Yeah. What do you think about illegalizing sex work? Um, I think that uh, it's, sh- I think it, I think I think it should be legal, um, and I know it's tricky because there's a lot of sex workers that are not choosing it. There's um, human trafficking, all of that, but all the things like the SESTA FOSTA laws that were they just did for the um, SESTA FOSTA laws, and I can't I don't know exactly what they stand for the acronym, but it's it was to to get rid of the sex trafficking that was happening on Craigslist. Um, I think there's something else called Red Book or like, you know, the back pages because they thought that if they regulated that, then all of a sudden we would help human trafficking, but it didn't. It just made it go up underground. It's still happening. Yeah. Um, and it now it affects a lot of sex workers where now their safe outlets to advertise have left. They have, there's other ones, but it made it, made it more dangerous for them cause, because there used to be sites that are vetting sites where you could get re- read references for the Johns and, you know, the sex workers themselves had references, kind of like Yelp for sex workers, but mm. also the customers had reviews too uh, and it just changed a lot of that so I I believe in sex work I actually was on a podcast yesterday with two women this uh, view of Dr. Lovejoy and Braddy Nikki they I've have heard the name they have a serious XM show and um, and they are professional they're, they're professional you had Sierra Lynch on here um, mm-hmm. but they're kind of humili- in the humiliatrix part they were just pro doms and but they do it all over phone there's no video and they never meet people in person and they get paid a ton of money to for the most part kind of humiliate and play in this into this role of like you you little sissy and they get like crazy money for this and um, and so we were talking about fetishes you know what if you're in a partnership with someone and like hey I have a fetish for I, wa- I really want to wear panties you know, saying that to your wife, I really want to wear like a G string, and I think you're really hot. And I want you to witness me, and then your partner hopefully doesn't shame you and is like, "Okay, yeah, thank you for sharing that for me. Not really my jam. Like, I'm glad that that's your thing, and but still, how do you find a safe outlet for them? Sex workers. It's like so, no strings attached. Yeah. You know, because most of them don't ever want to hang out with you again unless you pay them. Some of them you can just see on a video or over the phone, or it's like a one-way video. I think they provide a really great outlet for um, missing experiences that a lot of people don't have access to, or for folks with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had someone on our podcast, Andrew Gerza, who's in a wheelchair and he's a disability advocate who has a disability and. Um, he sex workers are where he gets to have these wonderful sexual experiences and they develop relationships yes he's paying them but it's very nourishing for him yeah um, or just people who have find a hard time 
um, finding someone to be intimate with, to get loving touch and like cuddling and sex. And I mean, a lot of the, what are the, what are the, the have you heard of the incel, incels? Mm-mm. It's the term for involuntary, involuntary celibate, involuntarily, yeah, involuntary celibate. Oh. You know, like the mass murderer, the gun yeah, shooters. they're the ones that get into some trouble. They're angry, you know, yeah. wait, like women won't All fuck the, me. What's the term for them? They call them like they're, something fuckers. The people that, the people that have sex with each other, there's, they give them some, some derogatory name. The incels. Oh, you're talking. Wait, people have incels. In, the wait. people that you say they're incels, incels involuntary incelibate. Yeah. Don't they have like some name for people that are having sex? It's like some. some I'm not sure. I haven't heard term. the other side for uh, it. Yeah. I, I might have just made maybe, that up. maybe, but maybe, nonetheless, maybe, there's, yes. there's, they're resenting. Yes. They're harboring resentment. And is and yeah, they're and it's I can't say it's all of them. It's not all mass shootings, but it, there's this idea, and some people are believing it. They're like, yeah, incel, it's a thing, and some people are like that's a fucking excuse. Like that's just some bullshit excuse for you not doing your wounding around, you know, the feminine or women, or you thinking you're entitled to, um, to, you know, sex in people's bodies when, meanwhile, when you're actually talking to women or to other folks that you want to be intimate with, your game is fucking terrible because you're not respecting them and who knows, but it is a thing where, and this is another thing back in the day, you know, you arranged marriages were much more common. Marriage was a business arrangement. It wasn't for love like it is now, right? Now, and that's our culture. I mean, it's still a business arrangement in a lot of places and here even as well. But so the incels used to still get a lot of sex because if sex wasn't about love and a woman choosing you, you was arranged. They were sold to you. And that's not a thing anymore. So that's where it's this tricky territory. And that's why I think sex work actually can be a wonderful outlet for that. Of course, they have to have money to be able to afford it. But yeah. So I believe in it. I don't know. What do you think about sex work? <coughs> well... I mean, I think a lot of us are, we were participating in sex work, whether we realize it or not. Yeah. And, you know, engaging in fairly meaningless relationships with people because we want to slam our bodies together. And like, that's the end goal. Um, you know, so I think it would, we could like cut out the middleman of all the bullshit mm-hmm. and just like get to the point of like, what I really want is contact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but instead we have to kind of play all these games and lie to ourselves and lie to each other. Um, you know, so I almost think it would be by almost, I mean, I completely think it would be healthier just to put that into its own container where people could be tested and people mm. it can be like a respected thing yeah. and we can understand that part of ourselves mm. and then create more bandwidth and space for actual like deep, meaningful connection. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. uh, yeah, totally. Do you, uh, something came to. So, what about the game playing thing? Drives me crazy. But I think all of us do it. Even even some of us, such as myself, who identifies as someone who's like done a lot of work around not playing games and does not want anything <laughs> right. to do with someone who wants to play games. And yet, sometimes I'll see myself, you know, in the in the single world. Not lately, but when I have been in the single world in the past. Play, play, playing into it a little bit. You can almost tell when someone is a game player because yeah. they will lead with, I just, I don't want to play any games. Yeah. And, and you're like, like oh, there, oh yeah. fuck. Yeah, you're doing <laughs> it. Yeah, you're doing <laughs> get it. Get out of this. So how do you, how do you do, I mean, I, so I guess my question is, do you, what, and what, do you feel like you play, because you're, you're single, uh-huh. single-ish. Yeah. yeah. Single-ish. Single-ish. Yeah. Presently, pretty, pretty darn single. Oh, yeah. pretty darn single. Yeah. So in, so pretty, as single-ish, it's pretty darn single. Yeah. In the single world, how do you, do you play games do you see areas that ways that you do it or if you don't how do you avoid it like how do you not fall into it i think the primary game that i've played over the last like probably all throughout my 20s i'm in early 30 30 dumb presently <laughs> um and, and i don't think that i've been emotionally available 
enough to really be honest and show up in a complete way with a with a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also at the same time kind of feel as though, pr- like I like thinking of people as almost like we're like I I got this from somebody else, but but like we're like codes, mm-hmm. you know. So like I have this specific set of codes that is you know Aaron, mm-hmm. you know, and you have your own set of codes that mm-hmm. is Amy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you come together with someone else, your codes match theirs in such a way that you unlock different things that yeah. you never would have accessed by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm pretty sh- darn sure that I've predominantly sabotaged my potential to create any meaningful connection with mm-hmm. a female over the last like eight years mm-hmm. out of fear mm-hmm. of, you know, abandonment or, or, you know, hurting, injuring my heart. Yeah. It's you know, protective. and so I kind of like close up and now in the last recent, and so I would end up kind of superimposing over top of all that stuff I would put on top of like you know, extreme mountain climbing mm-hmm. and like surfing and like traveling and like dos equis man kind of <laughs> lifestyle to like just show you like I am enough. The most fascinating man. Oh, the most fascinating mm-hmm. man in the world, mm-hmm. you know, but I won't actually show you any like true expression of, mm. of my heart. Yeah. Um, Are you starting to show yeah. that? No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now it's yeah. like the coolest. Now yeah. like that is the dos equis man. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's like, the, that's the mountain to climb. That's the biggest wave to surf mm-hmm. is just being emotionally vulnerable with the female. Yeah. Um, so that feels the most exciting to me presently and, th- and the most rewarding. Um, so what would you say to men? Cause I find that super, super refreshing. Um, what would you say to men who have an, are having a hard time doing that? It's really scary to show their vulnerability. Um, and how, do you have any tips on like what works for you to be able to start doing that or to see that as the way or a I think, good route? Well, so I'm still in process. I think oftentimes when people talk about things, they talk about it as though, especially in like podcast land it's like we talk about it as though we're like these transcended beings oh definitely you know, like back when i was like <laughs> dealing with shit yeah. i'm like i'm like Still smack dab yeah. in that uh-huh. Uh-huh. um so that's you know as far as like giving i don't have any advice to give that's mm-hmm. for sure um but it's just in my experience it's not at some point you're gonna die mm-hmm. and at that moment you'll look back and I think the thing that's the most relevant is how open and honest and what kind of cherishable experiences did you have with others yeah. or would you were you partially contracting all your sphincters including like your heart <laughs> and because your you weren't yeah. really because you weren't really sure about you know what could be it's like that sensation just kind of like stoic philosophy kind of thing like 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 uh, you know going into the future and looking back kind of giving myself advice as like a seven-year-old man like mm-hmm. looking back like okay like what do you want to tell to yeah Aaron now mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty darn sure that would be the the wisdom that I would get from seven-year-old Aaron yeah yeah you know at some that. point that's if there's anything to regret it would be that I was too afraid to love in the moment and too mm-hmm. afraid to 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 be vulnerable with somebody else yeah if that doesn't lead to like some romantic right like that's fine yeah you know but like when you go into a grocery store and you're attracted to a person or whatever and you're too afraid that they might say no or embarrass mm-hmm. you or something like that so you just walk on with your day yeah that's by far the most painful experience for me yeah. someone shutting me down is like almost Ooh. rewarding yeah. in a way mm-hmm. is rewarding 
Yeah. So it's just saying, I can the move pain, on from it. The painful part is you uh, missing out on the opportunity, not putting yourself out Absolutely, there. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. then you just go through all the. Like, the, I should have yeah, done this. That's yeah. the, the subjunctive form, is a fancy way of saying that, I believe. So the, the, in, I think, Vietnam, I'm pretty sure it's Vietnamese, they don't have the subjunctive form of language. Mm. So, should have. Uh-huh. If I was there, I would have. Yeah, I would have picked him up that. by the neck and that. Yeah. You know, you go through all these things of what I would have done. Mm-hmm. You know, but. It's interesting how our language forms us that way. Yeah. You know, reg- like we, reg- our regret language. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And that's just all bullshit. Every udav that you have is just all bullshit. Yeah. It's literally just a little anchor that you pick up and you carry around. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so we have that language. So it potentially kind of like brainwashes us in such a way. So I think we have to make like an extra effort to just live in such a way that udav just is not even a thing. Yeah. And I think, I think yeah, that, that speaking to it too, I had th- this experience when I, with my, um, I was talking about this a little bit earlier in all of our listeners. I was like, yes, we, you know, as podcasters, I know, I don't think I ever give off. Well, I can't say ever. I try not to give off the, um, the idea that I'm have everything figured out. I've been clear with my listeners that as someone who talks about sex, constantly for a living as an educator and yet for the last two and a half years I've had this thing where it felt like my, my sex drive and my connection to my body was just like off or on the dimmer switch was stuck on low yeah. um, and so in, upon becoming single I had more spaciousness but still wasn't cranking on I just I actually didn't want anything to do with men for I was like I don't want anything to do with their processes just keep them away I just want to be with like lady friends guy friends family I, like if I take on another man's process right now I'm going to probably punch him in the face probably wouldn't probably wouldn't do that but i, would, I just don't have room because i needed to have room just for me at that yeah, point and then i had this experience when i went to sex geek summer camp it's a real thing for sex nerds who all go to like a literal camp and they're wearing short shorts and by day they're learning about how to be better sex educators and how to promote their business um, and by night it's like play parties and massage parties and people just hanging out and bonfires and everything you would think would happen at sex geek summer camp and it's wonderful and i get sent there on behalf of uber lube because they sponsor the event and there was this this man there uh, that i connected with and, and he i could tell that it was very safe. I could tell that he really respected me, that he really uh, was attracted to me and that we had a deep connection as we got to know each other. But he wasn't trying to like, you know, pounce on me or make any moves. But I could just feel it, you know, I could feel that he was like very intrigued by me and that there was a connection there. And on the second day, we sat in this field and in, in just in this beautiful field of trees all around. Um, and we did a little, uh, it was Rome, but it's like hape in the fields and which is a tobacco snuff um, that I'm not going to get too deep into explaining what that is. And I, in it, I had this download of like, and my body was shaking about how terrified I am of intimacy. Hmm. And from going from being in a relationship five and a half years, and granted, we did some open relationship stuff. We broke up a lot. I had, I, it's not like I didn't have experiences with other people during that. But I think from leaving a relationship that I needed to leave and now was so in, like had this wall up, including with my sexual life, also with my heart. Um, and I we could feel like my body shaking and I it's just just it, when that vulnerable vulnerable space spoke to it says said I'm terrified of intimacy I said this to, to him like I can tell I'm terrified of intimacy I have this big stainless steel cage on that is preventing me to get close with anyone I don't want it anymore I know why it's here I don't want this to be here um, and I just want to be close but I don't know how and I'm so sick of this thing being up but I'm so afraid and he just he just said I could, and I could tell he could handle it, right? Yeah, I wouldn't, you saw every man, a lot of men I know can't handle that. I'd say that and they'd be like, what, all right, what am I going to do with that, you know? And those yeah. are the men that I am not interested in being intimate with. 
um, I'm interested in being intimate with people that can hold hold my vulnerability and and um, and. And it, they don't have to do anything with it, right? It's just like, okay, yeah. That's very confusing hard. for men, I think. Of course, super confusing. They're like, I need to fix. Like, I have a hammer in my yeah, hand. I need to do like, something. Like, so we got schematics. Yes, I, yeah, totally. <laughs> Let's what, do he, it. So what he what he said was, he said, I I totally get that, and it's there for a reason. And why do people need to rush anything or get anything from someone? Like, yes, we have desire, we want something from someone, but you know, he he was like, why do people need to move fast? You know, why can't we just enjoy the slowness of getting to know one another? And uh, and then I felt my body just like, oh, okay. You know, and, and I, and so I appreciated that from the masculine. I appreciated having someone say, yeah, I want and desire you. And I'm also not in a rush to get from point A to point B. Um, and he did say also, I want to get to know all of you. So like the internal parts of Amy and how Amy works before I get to know all of you, the physical parts of Amy. And that is also felt so important i don't think a lot of women receive that from men yeah. a lot of women, men just want to fuck them as soon as possible where how does one start working on their capacity for intimacy to oh to like let go of the their, drop their guard and have more openness for intimacy yeah. i mean for me i'll say from that experience is, is speaking to it you know not pretending like i have it all together right. not beating around the bush you know yeah that could go a lot of ways but um not you know to own it to be like I have this thing. It's scary. I don't want it. I don't know what to do. You know, if you have any tips, I'm open to them. Or maybe I'm not open to it, but I just want you to hear me and to know. And maybe you can give me some reassurance that you're not trying to just take from me. And that, and if you are, then awesome. Let's just be friends and not go down that route. So I think it's just like it's owning it. Mm. And 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 hopefully other people can take it in. And if they can't, they're not for, like for me. They're not for me. How things go with the dude? Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I ended up still in that moment. I still didn't have my desire back, but that night I uh, participated. In, we had like this big massage party, so everyone got really high in oxytocin. It wasn't erotic massage, but it was like full body massage minus genitals. And then four of us in our group, including him and two other uh, people, um, one identifies as a woman, one uses they and them pronouns. We decided we all want to stay together because we're super high in oxytocin. Yeah. And we built a little bed in front of the playroom. The playroom has a bunch of mattresses and like sex machines and. You hear people flogging and all kinds of wild stuff happening in there. And we put a little bed because we want to be outside under the moon and the stars. And we all just let our hands just glide all over each other. And without, no one was trying to put hands in pants. Like under, there was, I could tell, and we didn't even talk about that. I could just tell that everyone just wanted everyone to feel good and safe and like get high off all of the touch. And, um, long, and long story short, I went in there with a story. I've talked about this in my podcast too. I went in there with a story. Uh, Amy is very straight. I played with women in the past. Was never really my jam. Right. Amy also doesn't like tickling. I don't find it erotic. I don't find it enjoyable. In this experience, at one point, I had one woman next to me. She was wrapping her fingers. She was touching this other person next to her and had these, her fingers that she was dominantly putting in my mouth and sucking on her fingers while this wonderful man that I'm getting to know is making out with my armpit. And... I, I, and, and I was like, I, he, as his mouth starts going, I'm like, I'm going to hate that. I'm going to hate that. And all of a sudden it just feels amazing. And he's just following the thread because he's just listening to like paying attention to my body. Yeah. And I just am sucking on this woman's fingers. You know, I'm super straight, loving sucking on her fingers. Have this man in my armpit that the ticklish part turns into just pure pleasure. He stays there for like half an hour and just, and I'm just like going crazy. And then at one point this woman turns around, she dominantly grabs my face and starts kissing me. And I, felt more turn on than, than I had in a long time and it's 
stayed on. It went full force since then. This is over a month ago. My sex drive just been, I don't even know what to do with it. I'm like humping the couch at home. Like, what do I, what do I do? Is this what it's like to be horny? Oh my God, I forgot about this. And, um, and since then he, he, he and I have become, you know, lovers and are just really just getting to know each other. We're not in, you know, a committed partnership, but we're lovers and continuing to follow that. And it's just, just been incredible. Yeah. I think so. it's, have you ever heard the, the Ram Das quote? He says, you got to remember your social security number and your Buddha nature. Shit, I don't remember my social security. You got to balance. No, I do you got to be security. able to balance both of them at the same time. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. I think that like there's, there is value to you having some degree of like an ego construct and yeah. your stories and like having your story in order. Yeah, but you not know, getting like, like too But attached not being to so attached to it that yeah. you're not able to actually wander beyond that. Yeah, that you get really limited. And I would have been limited too in having these experiences. You know, I left that like, wow. Every, a lot of the things, that, not everything, but a lot of the things I think of myself as a sexual being are just stories that I've been attached to. And okay. when I get out of my own way, there's so much available it's like it's endless yeah and it's and and i'm so i'm i'm so so grateful i'm just like feel so alive and turned on what have you found to be available oh god it's it's endless i mean (laughs) been doing some things since then (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i I have more desire now to go to um, play party environments i um, have more desire now to uh, explore with women, um, in but in only in ways that it feels really safe. And I and um, and I, of course, if I'm really turned on, I'm not going to do it for the male gaze. I think that's why I used to do it in the past, and that's why it didn't feel good for me. Yeah. Now it's if I'm in that turn on, a body can just be a body, and it's if, as long as there's respect and safety, um, and uh, you know, shared pleasure, then I'm feeling more open to it. Um, I'm more open to, I've learned more about my body in the last month that like all these parts of my body, but also because I'm playing with someone who's just following the thread and not trying to get to a certain place. I'm like, Oh, I like, you know, the middle of my, the pit of my elbow and like the back of my knee and who, who knew and my armpits are apparently a thing. How do men detect this with a, with a woman or a man or whatever? Presence, you know, and, and getting rid of goals and ideas about techniques and where you need to go. And it's just follow, paying attention, following the threads. So you have to have a, already a strong practice and presence. And so, I mean, you're a meditator, so you probably already have that and carrying that over into sex. And slowness, because when you're moving really fast, like there's, it serves a time and place moving really fast. And yeah. there's, not, you know, sometimes someone just wants to be fucked, right? Yeah. But that's when they're super. It turned on and you've already done a lot of the warm up and you know sometimes people can get there in two minutes but um, I can say that my body usually doesn't get there in two minutes uh, but yeah it's paying attention but with presence and not paying attention with insecurity and stories and technique and getting out of your own way again just listening like okay as I put my mouth here oh they're making more noise or their body's shaking and I think there's an attunement piece there too um, where it probably isn't always available for everyone. Like you can be as present as you, as you want, but if your beings aren't really attuned, because not everyone is, yeah. um, then maybe that's not as available. What about environment? Environment, totally. Yeah, it makes, makes a big difference. But I, I, safety, I will say, is if I can speak for myself. Environment um, can make things sexier or juicier or yummier, but also so there's some environments that feel safer, right? So yeah. When I feel safe then I can be more present because I'm not in my head about, you know, am I worried about X, Y, and Z? And I, I mean, for me right now, safety is a really, really big thing. And when I say safe, I'm talking about like emotional, in physical safety, but emotional safety. Like you're, if I admit it, I detect someone's trying to go somewhere really quickly or take 
um, I'm I'm literally shutting them down and, and lovingly walking away. It's just, right. I'm just not. And it doesn't mean that I don't want to go places. It's just I, I want them to, I want to have experiences where people um, really, it's a mutual sharing. Even if they're like the dominant one doing most of the things for 80% of the time, there's still this mutuality there. Yeah. So, yeah. I recently had that experience with having excessive expectations with a mm-hmm. with a, a person that you had the expectations or I they was did? the you expectation did. person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then I, I literally like to a T because it was like there's only like four days with this person. And I was yeah. like, well, we should be hooking up. Yeah, we got to do all the things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, limited time. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure. Um, ha- well, actually, no. I, I, with this person, I'm not sure if that would have been the case, but that's okay. regardless. Um, what I did was exactly what you're describing mm-hmm. is like shut down any potential of any greater connection from yeah. manifesting because yeah. I had my, my linear timeline mm-hmm. of kind of like, okay, day one, this is kind of what it looks like day two. Okay. We're here. Yeah. You know, so I have this story of what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And then there's like the reality of being present with the person. And as long as there was that conflict there, which there was, um, then just the other side you know the other person; they're just going to shut down and protect. Yeah, because they they can they're feeling it, even if you're not. I mean, you're not you're not speaking to it probably, or where you. you I spoke yeah. to it. Too, you all, did, all yeah. The so like, this is where I'm at. Yeah. This so, but you happening. saying like I realize I have expectations here. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. they're here. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taking yeah. full responsibility of like this is just my own childish bullshit. Yeah. And I had this kind of story of what I would have liked, and you know, expectations. It's not appropriate mm-hmm. but nonetheless like here we are yeah um, well and what's helpful too if you have expectations talk about them beforehand to get clear you know if you have some you know some some lady come in to visit you for four days and you i think no matter what to get clear on that would be a smart idea hey you know as we're spending time or do we have expectations of what that time needs to look like or and it could be if we're not on the same page then maybe we um can change the time spent together or maybe we can uh, deflate you know pop the bubble of or of whatever those expectations are that we have or we think we need what are the turnoffs that you get from guys like me being turned off by them yeah. i don't love bros i don't love bro <laughs> mentality like like broy. and when i say bros like i mean i love i love but you know like you're 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 not saying your your body like your body type is gorgeous everyone on my podcast you should probably go look at our instagram <laughs> as we post this so you know the image that we're talking about and he has his shirt off it's quite nice he's got some nice chest hair big muscles it's very sweet um yes and it's your face outside. too your face is beautiful oh, wow. i actually have some lady friends it's total tangent but they're like do you know Aaron Alexander? <laughs> it's like, yes, I do. I have recorded podcasts. Oh my God, he's amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they listen to your podcast. That's helpful yeah. with my validation. Yes. My, my immature bullshit. Well, they validation like the things stuff. that you say and they also like the the images of you too. So it seems like the... But nonetheless, the images are in part in still fall back. Like I was at the... the I don't want to interrupt, but yeah, no. one of the big things I got, I was at the Tony Robbins event and I just got back a couple of days ago. And one of the primary things from that was, you know, looking at like your value systems. So like the, he breaks down like six values. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's his originally, but nonetheless, um, I'd be curious what yours are actually. Hmm. The first two are um, certainty, uh-huh. you know, so being sure about stuff. Second one was uncertainty. These are yours? No, the these are just six. Oh, these total. are just the six in general. Yeah. They're not in order, but you choose your these order. Are, no, okay. these are in order from the way that they present them. Okay. And then you break them down into like, okay, what are my top two? Yeah. Um, so certainty and then uncertainty, so mm-hmm. novelty. And then love and connection mm-hmm. is another one. Um, and then significance and then growth and then contribution. Okay. Um, do you remember what those were ish? Yes. Were, were there two that I mean, the ones that stand out is, is love and connection. And, um, what was the fifth one? 
it wasn't significance. It was what it came after significance. Mm, for you, my guess would probably be either growth, love, growth. connection, or contribution. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, like yeah. Kind of, kind of the money spots. Yeah, and I'm a caretaker ideally. too, so it's those three. Yeah, yeah. significance is isn't really that. Yeah, it's bullshit. I mean, I mean, it's. A th- I'm not saying it's not. I'm just. It's, it's not a huge. It's, it's, a th- I mean, it's, it's there. It's pretty, it's pretty there. It's there, it's just, but it's not like the the primary thing running the the sh- the show. It is. It is. For, well, yeah. So I would have. I would like to believe that that was the case for me, mm-hmm. and still is. But I'm pretty pretty darn sure significance has been a driving force of a good part of my life. Yeah. Um, and it's it's ironic because as long as you're driving towards, and I just say this in relation to like shirt off and all that stuff. Yeah. That's like my kind of little bullshit way of like showing significance yeah look at me I'm, yeah. big, I'm beautiful right. I'm, big. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm special and I, I'm, and I have, I have tits or whatever I have a question about that because so my um, and my uh, ex-partner has is it's his physique is very very important to him and he has this like big strong physique you might be a little you're, I mean he, he has he has been your size at some point when he looks at you you're probably like his ideal thing that he would want for himself mm. uh, but to me when I in the past five and five and a half years he was always I called him like hippie ripped and sometimes he was just like massive ripped hippie ripped is good hippie ripped yeah hippie-ripped. and but he always wanted it to be you know bigger and, and had this idea that um, it was not never enough kind of and it's all cultural crap. Cultural and stories. and so my question, and I actually talked to him about this, is I actually this is my my belief is, um, and I'll put this out there. And this might be putting you on the spot, but I feel like you've talked about this on your podcast before. I think I heard you talk about this. No, I saw a post that mm. you did on Instagram. Mm. You know, can anyone that is uh, that physical perfection is so important to them? Can you? Not can, is there any way that they don't have self love issues, right? Don't they kind of go hand in hand? That there's a, um, a, a something there with around self love and worthiness that um, we are that that for for those folks where the perfection of their and, and I'm sorry if I feel like I'm pointing a finger at you. No, now. you're not. Please point away. But I, I mean, I, when I see people who it's so important to them to be this like perfect specimen and their life is so designed around it, I just wonder. You know, what's hurting inside that m- makes it so that you need to, this is so important there's, to you. There's different flavors of it. Yeah. You know, so it's all about, it's not about what you do, it's why you do it. You yeah. know, And so within that, um, the place that I have come from has been that, essentially seeking validation and mm-hmm. significance through showing you that I'm strong enough and whatever. Sexy. You know, all, all, all those things, yeah. Um, and from there, you can get to a point that ideally everybody, including myself, arrives at where you just take joy in the process mm-hmm. of cultivating something beautiful. Yeah. You know, and like mm-hmm. that's the goal is, yeah. is to get to it. And so that's like what my, you know, the, the book I'm doing is, is about essentially. Um, the, the editors actually brought up like an interesting idea that I thought was cool that I didn't see. They're like, this book's about uh, bringing joy into your movement. Oh, you didn't even see that. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. That's what it is. It's about yeah. like, yeah, like you can incorporate, you can infuse joy mm-hmm. into your being yeah. in the way that you inhabit yourself and in, you know, in such a way that you, as you move through the world, you're cultivating a system that's mm-hmm. beautiful to look at and be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, you know, or you can just genuinely enjoy the experience of like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about like, you know, he smokes weed and works out and pumps blood into his muscles and it feels like he's coming. Yes, I just he's keep like, coming and coming. Yeah, you know, he's like, cool, like Arnold loves yeah. to come all day. Yeah. Like that's totally <laughs> fine. getting his from pumping iron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually sitting beside uh, his son at the, 
a Tony event. Oh, really? It was, oh. Yeah. Patrick. Does he have the same accent? He's out there. Not at all. <laughs> Damn <laughs> yeah, it. Not at all. Um, so it's just, there's just two. I think you already know this, but th- I think there's 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 different roads you can down with. You can go down with it. Mm-hmm. And ideally, we can all get to the point where you know I enjoy sweeping the house. Yeah. You know, but I don't do it because of any kind of weird pathological bacteria. Well, it's like no, I just like to kind of organize. It. Like it makes me feel well. Yeah. You know, and so that's yeah. what I'm, I'm closer to than ever before, but there's still little, little tatters of bullshit. So, it's, so for you, it's, it's that they had this, this old way of being that this is something that is, um, coming more from like a wounding or, or hurt place but in, and it's transforming and, uh, shifting into this other place and you still see the ways that oh, you're, yeah. you're like, there's little ties, but it's moving into this. So how does someone yeah. switch that? Well, I think you just your bo- oh, buy your book. Batting. That's how you, <laughs> you buy the book. Yeah. Buy the book. What is it called? <laughs> the Align Method. The Align Method. Yeah, when yeah. is it? When is it going to be out? December. Okay, so, so this will be out before. before yeah, yeah. Okay. It's well, all, it's but all good. evergreen product though. So December two thousand nineteen. Yeah, the Align exactly. Method. We'll do, we'll do that thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, how does one? How does one do? I think you bang your head up against the wall enough times that it it hurts so much that you have to create change. Just Something's got to give. Is one avenue. Yeah, yeah. Just like wow, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so mm, done with this process. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think that there's a lot of resistance in the world around, um, and one could misconstrue the stuff that I get into to be like, oh, you're not able to go into a folded over position because that makes you depressed mm. or dumb or accessing negative in quotations memories, whatever. I'm not saying that at all. I think you should mm. go as deep into that fetal position and like into the darkness as, as, as feels appropriate yeah. and like allow that bubble to pop so you can come out of that and be like, okay, I experienced all the way into the darkness, mm-hmm. you know, and now I can come back and be like, yeah, that's like, there's no kind of curious what ifs. We do that with homosexuality as men as well. I think, yeah. you know, there's like, I think a lot of men express homophobia because they're actually kind of curious if they might be a little bit gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, I don't, so how do I handle this? Because I'm not supposed to feel this way. Yeah. I'm not saying that every, every guy needs to go bang another guy, but nonetheless, like, being open if something feels appropriate for you um if you have that preconceived notion or story of who you are and Mm -hmm. what it means to be a man and Mm -hmm. like all that stuff um if you're feeling something that feels honest and feels true and it's kind of coming through and you shut that down based Mm -hmm. off of like your notion of what you think you're supposed to be very likely you'll live your life in a knot Mm -hmm. so the sooner that you can open yourself up to those experiences of what feels to be true um the sooner you can, each one of those is an opportunity to kind of loosen those, 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 those binds mm-hmm. and that knot. Yeah. You know, and each time you choose to divert away from that and go back to story, you just pull the, t- you pull the knot tighter. Yeah. I think. Or you just go and experience more anal. Open or right up. <laughs> you go to uberlube.com, yeah. Uber get a 15% discount. Yeah. <laughs> With coupon Amy code. Just, Amy just flashed me. I know, I did. I'm wearing <laughs> underwear, so that's why I put a pillow here. And I was like, I need to go cross-legged. <laughs> like, you want to do some acro? Sure, but I don't have underwear on. Oh, you're supposed to do the acro. I know, I noticed that. I was like, we missed that. Did acro. you know that rats, when they are <laughs> touched for just a few days, they're tickled? They get, they get rats tickled. and they get tickled. There's these are like scientists, creepy it's the researchers. The scientists tickle the rats. rats. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. 
they actually end up um, experiencing neurogenesis, the creation of new neurons. Uh-huh. So it's like literally just the, the process of like being touched and contacted and like all those things. Uh-huh. I'm touching Amy's legs yes, right now. Yes, you're touching my legs right now. It's very iPad. close. It's, it's very not that awkward. <laughs> well, yeah. for something like that. It's fun be. with microphones though. Yeah, no, yeah. it's different. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good photo. <laughs> um, Say it. Where's our photographer? Goddamn yeah. modern millennial bullshit. <laughs> oh, photo. This is a photo yeah. moment. <laughs> what about before there were photos when you just have moments and you're not like you won't have a whisper in the back of your mind like oh we should have a camera right now yeah just be, i'm not going to be present because i'm going <laughs> to think about we how we should we didn't have, have a camera have soon we'll just have a little button we can always press because we everyone needs to take a selfie everywhere we go do you have a selfie stick no i do not oh, I, I do yeah you do <laughs> <laughs> actually i'm not surprised i've seen your instagram photos it's like you take how does he get all those shots yeah. does he have a selfie stick i i haven't used it for a while mm-hmm. for a little bit while <laughs> not judging i'm strange about the radiation with the phone so uh, i actually like the selfie stick because it, 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 it creates away. separation between the phone and my hand you do keep your phone in your pocket close to your wave airplane mode all the oh, time you're one I of those protect the, wave the underwear i'm wearing right now actually have wavos protecting what is it the brand uh, uh what are they called um it's not uh, the me undies um, thing no. these are called faraday's oh okay i've never heard of that yeah but they protect you from all electromagnetic they've got silver things. it's silver laced wavo protecting technology are you, are you sponsored in, by in them around my nutsack um I've, be. I've been okay because <laughs> yeah. that was a Pres- great advertisement presently but you asked yeah. i'm not gonna lie like we don't talk about names <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can't drop names here i need one million dollars this protects my huevos Plus, protect the huevos it's it's important <laughs> yeah you got to protect your delicate huevos <laughs> delicate's so, maybe not the word if y'all are interested in getting a pair of EMF protective underwear, you can go to faradays.co and then use the align code for 10% off of your purchase. So that's F-A-R-A-D-A-Y-S dot C-O and you can get 10% off using the align code on your purchase. All right. Enjoy the rest of the show. Have you ever felt significance in your existence? Significance? As being a, a primary driver. Um, and you mean in driving my own ship? When yeah. It, yes. Do you feel, because you, you, I think that you are honest uh-huh. and correct in like your primary drivers being the ones that you yes. said. I think that I would be in more denial and uh-huh. like to leave. I think especially in like podcasty, social media, mm. you know, you're, everybody's a brand, like all the things. Yeah. Um, it's it's more appropriate to lead with, oh, like my thing is contribution. Yeah. Like, that's what I I'm care most about. Because yeah. yeah, that's like on brand with yeah. your thing. Totally. But meanwhile, we're masking contribution and masking connection and love with deep down need to be seen and significant. Totally. And I, th- I think the sooner we can be honest with that, the yeah. sooner we can start to unwind it. I mean, I can't say that it's, that it's not there, but one example I will have is, so April and I get emails every day from listeners saying things like, you know, you helped save my marriage or thanks to you whether I love my body again or I found my sex drive or I finally had, you know, a threesome or whatever that is. They're having something that is just, just complete gratitude and, and praise. And if for us, we, for both of us, we're on the same page. It just, like, it just touches our hearts. And and maybe we're not, we, we might even be dodging it, the full uh, ability to take it in, all of it into because we have a moment like, oh my God, that's so sweet. And sometimes we'll read them on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I can tell for both of us there isn't, uh, and I, I'm not going to say that it isn't there at all, but there isn't this like, pa- 
power of like, yes, I'm famous and I'm awesome and I'm changing the world. It's just like, oh my, that, that feels so nourishing to be able to provide that. Yeah. Um, of course, it feels good to when you walk to places like at a trade show and there's all these people that know our podcast and you know, want to give us hugs and getting that praise. Um, so I can't say that that's not there. It's probably not the primary motivation for doing this or for a lot of the other things that I do. Yeah. Um, but the but in all, but I do feel like in podcasting I found more of my purpose and that and it is feels really really uh, really good. I think all of them also have a time and a place. Mm-hmm. Like there's a time where certainty it's okay for that to be the most important thing in your life or or novelty or yeah. you know any feel any one of those. Yeah. Um, you know I don't think we always just need to be like spiritual white light transcended beings that are just here for growth and connection and contribution. So, sounds boring. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love I love me some sacred, but I love playing with the profane. Like bring in the weird and like the lightness, and you know, and it's. I don't want to always. Be, I, mean, I, I want to work on myself often, and I also want to enjoy the just being in the all. And I love like the silly and the play that comes with that isn't just like I am a healed being. Something that was interesting in relation to the the event as well was in relation to those the the value system stuff was if you're not with another person that shares those top two-ish values, mm-hmm. then it'll be a very challenging relationship. I, yeah, I bet. Well, I speak to my last relationship of five and a half years. Yeah, or his <laughs> I values. Think, uh, significance is really, really, really important. And obviously we're talking about like the, the you know, the physique and things like that. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that's, I think that's a bigger one. Um, and love and connection also is is big for him too. I think the significance thing I will, I will say is probably one thing that was very different for us. It was so important, his significance and his, you know, being in his power and in his purpose and being witness and seen. Part of our breakup was around, um, there's so many reasons, but um, I felt like I was constantly being told that I wasn't seeing him, I wasn't understanding him, I wasn't meeting him, I wasn't there, I wasn't emotionally, there was all these things. And there was some truth to it, definitely, in, in some ways. And for me, it also felt like a bottomless pit that no matter what I did, I couldn't get there for him. Yeah. Um, and maybe someone can, but I, I you know, I could, couldn't or cannot or will not. Code. I didn't have the code. Not the right code. And we had all, like so many other codes, but I didn't have, have the code. code to do yeah. I have a great yeah, code. Solid code. Thanks for my, popping <laughs> into my code. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. He's got a great code. He's like a code, everyone. They're like, this is like, okay, wait, what are you, are you guys are just like flirting? Is, are you guys still podcasting? Um, yeah, I think that that's a big thing too. So it's, I, I, and I understand it. I guess if I'm with someone where significance is important to them and of course, part of that would be their partner needs to to see them and uh, let them know how much they love them or how you know how you give them praise and appreciation authentically i can totally do that but when it feels like it is endless and you know that it needs to happen eight million times a day for every little thing um i i just i'm don't have the capacity i think there's another code out there to crack it some other codes yeah, yeah some <laughs> other codes doing it someone else is just like a praising machine like yeah the other yeah, thing yeah. that was interesting i'm like excited to talk about all this stuff because i literally just got back like two nights ago yeah. so mm-hmm. um thanks for entertaining yeah these, yeah talk these, away these concepts that are happening my with, listeners with, are with, like with Ooh, this is refreshing <laughs> yeah um, but so the other thing that I found interesting in relation to the significance is people's attachment, i.e. me, um, attachment to their painful story and painful background and yeah. painful history and how my life sucks so much, you know, and it's like when we're in that victim mentality and we're attached to that story of being a victim, mm-hmm. an interesting reframe was like, that's your 
expression of significance. Mm-hmm. My yeah. pain is greater than your pain. I yeah, promise the hierarchy you. of Just pain. Just so you know, yeah. I know you've experienced some things, but it's not like mine. Yeah, not like mine. Mine's <laughs> way worse. Yeah. And so for me to lose that, it's like my pain becomes like my religion in a way. Mm-hmm. And then you start kind of kind of pulling strings on somebody's religion, yeah. like something they've based their last 30 years around. Their whole story. It, they'll, yeah. g- they'll get a gun. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> you know, they I'm get real, they're this like, thing. no, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah, I need this thing. And so that, I thought that was an interesting thing of just like, okay, yeah, like, it's just fascinating how we paint this, our lives. Like, we, you know, there's like three sides of the story. There's like my side, your side, and the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like impossible, it's impossible not to paint the world in front of you. Yeah. With your own, your own stuff. Well, it's, well, it's how we, uh, otherwise, how do we, how do we exist here? How do we um, if we don't have that identity that we're looking for and, and in our perception of whatever that is, then like, who are, what do you have? You meditate much? I do. Yeah. I go through waves. Like I started meditating in 2012, meditated, uh, regularly until 2000, early 2017. It was, you know what, when, when my sex drive left, so did meditation for a little while. And mm. I, and I'd bring it back and I would have like good weeks and not so great weeks. Um, and so maybe there was like some correlation there as well, but I mean, obviously I just wasn't really feeling that connected to my body and sitting and meditating felt like a lot of work and it wasn't helping me to get in my body either. I try like erotic meditations and all these things. So, um, now in all this, the space of having more spaciousness has become a regular practice. You ever tried Vipassana, the 10 day thing? I've done a five day before. Yeah. 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 How was that? Uh, it it was awesome. Uh, The one I went to was kind of like a little more... Um, it was actually a Zen thing. It was a Zen teacher there. So we, he was a Vipassana, you know, style up from insight meditation, but they mm-hmm. brought in um, uh, one of the Zen med- teachers from Tassajara and the Zen Center San Francisco. So there's all these Zen people doing Zen style where there's all the rest of us other like Vipassana folks who are, had our eyes closed and they had their eyes half open. And yeah, um, yeah it was, that was always helped me to, when I leave there, then I'm like deep in my practice, you know. I think both have value because I prefer Vipassana yeah. meditation. That's yeah. like, if I, there's like one, mainly just because that's like what my experience is. I'm sure there's other ones that if I had greater experience, I'd be like, that's the one. Yeah, totally. You know, but that happens to be the one that I've under, you know, have been a part of the most. Um, and so I like the eyes closed a lot. Uh, and I think there's a lot of value in having a, con- a consistent practice of eyes open meditation, mm-hmm. mainly just when you're around like shit that you can see to be boring. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I could just meditate right now. Like, like, yeah, like this isn't open, where I need to be at all. Knows. But yeah. I can do a 45 minute meditation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be able to really tune out all this. That's a, and that's a skill, tuning out all the sounds and things. So. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it when I've done, when I've sat and done some meditations. And I, I, just, I also don't like um, rigidity though. Yeah. Things that are like, you have to do it this way at this time. You right foot forward. I just... I'm, I'm, I like a little more spaciousness for, you know, I'll still sit upright and, you know, I'm not like, oh, I just need to lay down and be comfortable while I meditate. But I, I like when there's a little more spaciousness and Zen kind of isn't that. Yeah. Um, so I have enjoyed it for sure, but it wouldn't be like my primary for choice. For women that are experiencing, or men, they're experiencing lower libido. Uh-huh. What, what do you recommend for people? Where do you start? Obviously, it's, it yeah. depends, I'd imagine. It depends. I mean, so, I mean, I just came out of my... I was trying all the things for two and a half years while still in this relationship. And and, um, and I do think that my libido was very much related to the relationship. And specifically um, related to... We had a lot of rounds of, of a lot of hurt. And a, lo- a lot of the rounds were um, him... Me essentially feel like, feeling like I'm not enough because he was asking for more of something or another woman seemed to be more ideal or whatever that was many yeah. rounds of that yet we always came back together um and 
Uh, and then I ended up uh, getting pregnant on the IUD while he had fallen in love with another woman was potentially going to leave me for the other woman, but I got pregnant in the IUD and had an abortion. And then he left 10 days later for two months and we had zero contact because he needed to go and to learn how to fill his own worthiness cup without the attention of my, myself or the other women because yeah. that seemed to be a theme. And so I felt highly abandoned. You know, I just got out of this, uh, this abortion and now my partner left and I had to, to do all this work on my own and I was in so much emotional pain that I actually felt within a couple of days my sex drive turn off and I chose it because I was like I, the feeling just doesn't feel good at all right now so I'm going to let that thing go yeah. and then it got stuck and so and then we ended up getting back together and it just never really came back on full force. So, um, so that's my personal story. And I tried all of the, the things of like, you know, going, you know, reading all the books and knowing all the tools and doing different forms of breath work and even doing, um, you know, my own self touch practices to try to like recultivate this thing that I know is in there. I'd still have sex dreams where I'd be super turned on and having orgasms in my sleep. But when I'd wake up, it was like not accessible. Yeah. It's not that I couldn't have orgasms. I could have them like from vibration. And I could still have them like sometimes with partners, but it just was like, it was challenging and it was fleeting. And um, my best advice is experiences. You know, your body needs, your mind can know all of the things. You can listen to all the shameless sex podcasts and hear all the tools on how to to do it, but your body has to experience it too, to know, to remember. And, um, and so there's a lot of ways there's sexological body workers. I know that you've, you know, Jaya, she's Mm -hmm. sexological body worker and they're all over. Sessions with her. You have done sessions with her. Yeah. Interesting experiences. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, you know, like a (laughs) most interesting moment was, I mean, like, I think this is, this is my doing. Um, I'm like a back bend and there's like her and a, a student person and they're like You're holding a back bend while they're Yeah, with, with an erection. Ah uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm getting the full visual. Love this, love this, keep going, don't stop. <laughs> and they're like whipping me with stuff and doing all sorts oh, of things. Oh, because she brought in the she does she do bondage too? I we I don't know how to explain exactly. She, but she it it a was cake. like the poo poo platter of all the things. Oh you had a big menu, yeah. I had a big menu. Yeah. Which is interesting. I found out that I'm not really interested in most of those things. Yeah. I just like sex. I'm yeah. like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> like I think if you like presented like I try I prefer to relate myself to like a mountain lion but whatever like a donkey or just some animal you <laughs> I think know? you're more than a donkey well whatever yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and my, my yeah. immediate thing was like mountain lion yeah, yeah and I'm go. like well whatever fill an animal of your choice you're not like and a, you had yeah. like I don't know like nipple electrifiers oh, or so whipper thing I didn't, I didn't do that I'm okay. just saying hypothetically yeah yeah I don't think said coyote or whatever would be like, what is this? Yeah. I'm more like a coyote. You're more like a coyote, yeah. <laughs> You're like more like the body on body experiences and less yeah. of like the accoutrements. Sensual, all the tools. sexual to use Jaya's language. Yes, because oh, she has the erotic blueprints With and all that. A little shape-shifty, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably more shape-shifty than I realize. Probably. But probably my story is more that I'm a coyote. Yeah. You're but perhaps I'm like a circus coyote maybe that's into coyote. all the things. Maybe you're a coyote, yeah, you're a coyote <laughs> one day, mountain lion another day, and then you're a donkey. And <laughs> hopefully you don't spend too much time as a donkey. But I think, so I donkeys think those are probably noble, noble creatures. I just keep thinking of donkey shows. I'm They've sorry. they got the that's bags. Like they kind of, they, they're helpful. Except for when you become <laughs> a mule and then you're a dead end of the, <laughs> the, the chain. Is that what that means? Yeah, when you're a mule, they can't reproduce. Oh. It's, it's just done. I don't know if that I if I can reproduce. Well, maybe you're a mule then. <laughs> no, <I'm talking>. oh. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I you just said that. you don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I <laughs> I'm not the one that said you can't reproduce. Why? Because you've never you know that got someone pregnant that, that you I know, know of? of. Perhaps in somewhere Every, in like it's Cambodia funny, or men something. Men always have said, not that I know of. Well, I mean, you don't know. I've traveled. 
Yeah, if, yeah. yeah if they've sex. contacted you it and happened. told you. Yeah, well. Been to villages. You've been to villages. <laughs> there are some beautiful half Cambodian, half Aaron Alexanderian specimens walking around. Cambodian breast milk. They're beautiful people. Yeah, they throw you in there too and look, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. different. People are trying to breed that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, they all want, where do I get one of those? Yeah. Okay, I'm going back to answer your question. <laughs> So, um, experiences, having experiences where your body can relate. So this is the hard thing. If you're in a partnership, this happens a lot. You're, you're, you know, a lot, especially in the heterosexual world, long-term partnerships, someone loses their desire. They're just, it's monogamous for those folks. So how do you go and get these new experiences that retrain your body to remember that you have desire, that you are desired, that you have arousal or horny libido, whatever that is. Um, if, and hopefully you can do it in that partnership with that person, but sometimes, you know, pe- people like newness, they like new experiences. Yeah. I honestly think that's a little bit one of the best ways to do it is to go have new experiences that aren't your regular experiences that you're doing and there's nothing against your partner, but, or you can recreate, you can create new experiences with that partner totally. as well. You, get creative. you just got to change one of the backdrops, yeah. either the central person point or the or the the backdrop behind them a hundred percent and you get yeah, you can you, there's so many ways that you can change that within the relationship dynamic or there's also you know opening relationships or you can stay monogamous but you can go have experiences with sex workers or and i know when i wouldn't call sexological body workers sex workers they're hands-on healers for learning and That's healing a huge deal it's a whole different thing and they're helping people to see you know where do i have sensation what is my body like what is my body not like where's their pain where's their numbness you know whoa i didn't even know this thing feels really good or like there's my and they help you to go slow to feel um that's my experience when i've seen sexological body workers i've, I've seen oh there is subtle pleasure there it's hidden behind my story yeah. um but it's hard for me to go find that with my was with my long-term partner because the story was so strong mm-hmm. and so i just wasn't able to see it in that context so um yeah i mean that's a long-winded version of having experiences whether it's within a partnership or not you know, finding ways for your body to relearn that and not just trying to do it with your mind or putting it on the side what do you think about anal massage I think animal massage is awesome and brilliant and probably one of the better ways to uh, soften <laughs> to uh, soften your heart. Uh, yeah, soften your whole being <laughs> and your heart and your ass. And it's all connected. So, yeah, soften all really of is. it. I mean, there, there. Yeah, there's a lot held there in our in our pelvis. And I'm not a sexological body worker, so you I'm clench thinking, your anus. Do I am I do I clench my anus? Have you ever noticed like anal clenching? Uh. I'm just felt into right now. I'm yeah, like, feel in there. No, it doesn't feel very clenched. Good. No, it doesn't. Good. I, 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 I'm a little clenchy. You're a little clenchy. <laughs> yeah, are you clenching right now? Are you now? You're- I mean, I think a high percentage of my life to date has been a clenched anus. Why do you think that is? Mm. Tight ass. Tight ass. <laughs> 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 that's where that term came from yeah, no, that's real talk yeah yeah same thing happens with people well i want to get back to anal massage but same thing happened like a lot of those little like memes or idioms i think is what they're they are like when you're um like he's got his cap on too tight mm. what does idiom mean did i misuse that idiom. i'm gonna i do I feel not like know it might be that i'm not sure <sighs> all the yeah all the folks in the podcast like my god these idiots oh my god <laughs> Well, I don't know everything. I just don't. So I don't know if I ever knew that one. But anyways. We'll look it up. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm going to call an idiom. Someone's going to email gonna, I'm me. I'm just going to confidently say yeah. idiom. Okay, idiom. And just, uh, I'm, I'm sure that's not correct. Let's anyway, go with it. Anyways. You have 50% chance. There's idioms such as um, like your caps on too tight. Mm-hmm. I literally feel that with people. Like the connective tissue around their scalp. Mm. It's called the gallia aponeurotica. It's got like a real, oh. real term name. 
um, when people are, are wound up and tense, you can literally feel it's as though their scalp is like bound to their cranium. Oh. Like when you feel, feel my scalp. <laughs> Am I feeling for a tight scalp yeah, or a loose? Yeah, just kind of push around there. And, that, is that, and that's tight? How does it feel to you? I mean, it's a little tight right there, but it's moving. How dare you? Yeah. Is that <laughs> 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 it is moving. I've got a so I don't supple think scalp. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm Call feeling for tightness, but I don't. Like a tight scalp. Mine feels tight. I don't know. I'm a tight mule. But You're showing me as a fraud now. <laughs> so through the work, <laughs> is it working through your ass that it will unloosen your scalp? Eventually. If yeah? There's, if, yeah. If there's contraction anywhere throughout your nervous system, there'll be mm-hmm. a global contraction throughout the whole thing. You know, so there's a, you can use that in your favor as well. And there's a, a fancy term called irradiation, mm-hmm. which essentially when you contract, like you can try it right now. You're going to squeeze your hand a little bit mm-hmm. if you want to. You know, I can't force doing you doing anything. It. Yeah, doing it. So, uh, so squeeze your hand just a little bit, people listening. Squeeze your hand a bit and then feel like maybe like 20 percent you'll feel the contraction manifest itself around like you know the hand right? you mean now, when i let go and like loosen it no no, no just no. when you're like the, you'll feel the contraction in your uh-huh. hand maybe trickling yes. down into the form a uh-huh. little bit yeah. right now squeeze your hand to like 50 percent. now all of a sudden you can feel it's like oh wow i'm like feel it up my yeah. forearm into the elbow like the bicep starting to come online yeah, a little yeah. bit now squeeze it to a hundred percent you see your it jaws hurts. clenching your sphincters <laughs> clenching. there goes my <laughs> <laughs> your eyes open. Damn it. So that's a, a term for that is, is irradiation. So the, the greater contraction that you have in any one specific area, mm-hmm. the the it's almost like you're sending a a, a, a stronger electrical charge to the whole system. Mm. It recruits more motor units and yeah. the muscles come in line in such a way that they wouldn't had you not. So there's a lot of value in being able to contract all your sphincters really tight. Yeah. Um, and then there's also immense value in being able to go to the other side of the, the spectrum and be able to relax entirely. Yeah, listen, yeah. But when you have a tight, especially something like as deep as your, you know, your diaphragm or your, you know, your anal rectum or your, mm. your, your anal sphincter, mm-hmm. or, you know, any of that stuff, your throat, if you have deep contraction in there that poof, yeah. it sends that, that signal out through the rest of the system. Then you move through the world, essentially like wasting energy all day long. Yeah. So now you're a tight ass and you're, your caps on, but too then you're tight, tight everything. And yeah. you're blocking people from entering mm-hmm. you yeah. because you're always exuding this expression of, of contraction and closing down. Yeah. And now you reinforce, sorry for getting all like, no, I totally deep on no, this. No, shit. no, I like this. Yeah. yeah good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My listeners are like, okay, finally, they're not talking about fisting. Just oh, kidding. right, no, no, exactly. No. Um, well, we just did fisting. We did we a radiation fisting. We just did, fisting. yes. And uh, we, we both just fisted. And they probably want to hear about that. Anyway, yeah, exactly, so, we will. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but you're moving through the world, then you have this contracted state. You perceive maybe other people as being closed off, and then you get this positive feedback loop or reinforcement yeah. of that feedback loop because someone else you know, ended up avoiding you or cut you off or didn't want to be around you or pushed you away. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. See, she was a bitch. Yeah. You know, she's like, aha, right, cool. And then you go back potentially to like link back to like the significant stuff. Perhaps that links back to like, oh, my heart, my life is harder than anybody else's. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, I'm still... Mm-hmm. At least I'm still significant. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm important. Thank God. Otherwise, I would be lost. I we had uh, this on the asshole note. So I mean, there's also like safety just kept coming up around that, right? Like when I right. when my body has a lot of tightness, there's something about me that doesn't feel safe. And yeah. whether it's with the people I'm with or the environment or, or within or my own Earth, body, yeah, your Earth, country or my within my heart, your you know, heart, all, yourself, yeah, yeah, all your of the parents, above, your yeah. relationship to father or mother, all of it. And, and so there's this, and that's the tightness I was speaking to. I think when I was having that 
experience of realizing the stainless steel cage that is there was a tightness to that. You know, oh. there was this like I need to protect myself because people are trying to take from me and I can't have that because it's it's scary. And yeah. I don't want and um and and then you know we talk about the the ass you know the anal sphincter the or the the anus is you know the the root the root chakra you know this part of you that is in in that realm you would say is responsible for safety and grounding and mm-hmm. um, all of that but. Uh, aside from all the hippy dippy wonderful things we had this guy on our podcast Charlie Glickman and he's a sex educator and he wrote The Ultimate Guide to Prostate uh, Is It Pleasure and Health um, and he I'm not going to say this right so go back to this episode everyone but he said that in oh my god I'm not going to say this right at all but in utero the first thing the body part that we start out as I'm going to say this completely wrong but I think he said is an anus like we all start out as an asshole hmm. and I d- did not look in this I do not have the research to say this and I was like are you serious and he's I mean Charlie knows his stuff so I believed him but I didn't continue on to research it but you're essentially born an asshole you're kind of I mean you're not an asshole anymore yeah. you have one you and you used to be one though you used to really just be an asshole yeah and that it's kind of the original um, holder of you you know, of all of you, and then you grow out beyond that. So, th- I, again, I'm not the expert on this one. This is what Charlie said. Go Google it to make sure that that's even true. Yeah, yeah. Um, you kind of are an asshole. You're also a heart. Yeah. You you know, a heart, heart, the heart forms before the brain. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting thinking of your asshole and your intestines as being actually, it's almost like its own environment separate from the inside of your body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's a continuous tube or tubes that are relating up your ass yeah. wrapping all the way through into this this empty space to allow stuff to move through all the way back out your mouth yeah and then there's like the interior of your body outside of that yeah which again is just kind of like a, a way to look at it but mm-hmm. i don't know it's just fascinating that whole experience but the the only thing that's relevant and interesting that is that your heart forms before your brain is uh, yeah that's <laughs> yeah very interesting your heart forms before your brain but then yeah. we all get stuck in our brains we get and stuck in our brains and forget how to get get yeah our i hearts. can tangibly f- there's a there's a people might be interested in checking out a guy called eugene gendlin i believe is how you say his last name and uh it's called focusing technique a focusing technique what it is is essentially finding um parts in your body like so if you're experiencing stress you're weighed out about whatever are you stressed about anything right now Mm, I don't. I mean, I have a busy couple of days coming up, so but it's not super stressful. It's just like in, in, in anticipation. There's, it's going to be a lot. Do you notice stress like experience anywhere in your body? Like some people say, like, oh, I have like a very common thing. Not that this would relate to you per se, but a lot of very common things like, oh, I have stress in my shoulders and mm. my neck and my traps and my no, back or whatever. I don't. Ex- I'm not experiencing like an actual sensation, but what it does for me is that when it pops up in my mind, it pulls me out of my body and just into my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I notice that I'm like, okay, just, I'm going, I'll be in the moment. I'm going to get there to all of the things. And then I come back, but it isn't feeling like a tightness or a sensation, but I guess maybe you, you don't carry any tightness in your body. Oh no, no, no. I'm not. I, I definitely carry tightness at, you know, at, at times Where is right, it live at? Where is right it now. Um, it depends on the time. I mean, right. Like I was saying that stainless steel cage that I was carrying was everywhere. Yeah. It was all over the whole thing, especially around my genitals and my heart. It was like very, very, mm-hmm. very strong. Um, I think though more commonly it's, it will be around my heart. Like there's more of like a constriction or a tightness or it almost feels like there's a, a wall there that at times is really hard to get down if not impossible. And at times it's completely gone. Just depends on the so environment. If you were to feel into that area. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, cause I'm not like a focusing 
practitioner or whatever, yeah. but you know, I read the book. Um, if you were to feel into that area, is there any image that would potentially pop up in relation? In relation to tightness? Yeah. So people listening, as we're, as we're sitting here, feel if there's tightness in your shoulders or maybe around the back behind your heart or maybe your low back or your knee or something. Um, from there, if you're kind of silent with yourself for a little while, is there any any image that pops up it might just be like i wish this guy would shut up (laughs) get to the sex stuff (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah i'm just curious is there any image that pops up with you right now for me it's like a white picket fence it's it has you know it has yeah it's it and it because i for me when i feel into that like there's the stainless steel wall then there's a stainless steel cage that has holes but still stainless steel then there's just like this little wooden fence thing right now it's kind of like a white picket fence you know there's like a little bit of it there but it's so it's yeah that's like the it's always like a wall or a fence that i work with in terms of the image mm-hmm. that so one of the things that the questions i might be misrepresenting this but one of the questions they ask in the focusing technique is once you come up with that image you know start to kind of gain terms with it and 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 kind of be there and see if it has anything to say yeah one of the questions that it asks to ask um is what's the worst thing that can happen mm-hmm. yeah. and i'm going like yeah like i never like what's the What's the worst thing that can happen from this picket fence and from mm-hmm. this, like, whatever this, this protection is around there? Do you know what the worst thing would, that can it happen It turns into a stainless steel wall again. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> that something, you know, something gets through the picket fence because it's more open and has holes, and then in that scary, so the stainless steel wall gets up but again. But what if the fence wasn't there or the wall wasn't there? Like, what's the worst thing that can happen it's if there was no access to fence? The same thing. Feeling a lot of pain, you need to put a wall up. Mm. So just pain you know pain feeling you know, a lot of hurt and yeah. so that i mean i think that's the case for most people like i don't want to feel pain and i want to avoid that at all costs yeah so yeah it's just it's just it's hurting mm. yeah yeah but no but on this other side of it like no honestly i would i'm more fearful of having a stainless steel wall up and not feeling than i am of hurting like i would rather yeah. hurt and feel that hurt than well, you, be, hurt, you can feel through it like Rumi said like the the cure for the pain is in the pain yeah you get the this feeling you just, like, there feel the damn pain yeah go which, through it yeah i don't yeah. like i don't like messing with like uh tylenols and stuff like if i have a fever mm-hmm. i go the inverse mm-hmm. which not to say that i've done this with like my emotional self obviously as i already alluded to but at least with fevers. <laughs> yeah, fevers, yeah. I'm good with That's fevers. That's the one. Yeah, I know that that one covered. <laughs> not, maybe not everything else. I'd much rather go and put a bunch of blankets on me and get in a sauna and just yeah. like blast that shit out. Yeah. And make it be like, you know, a 24-hour fever as opposed to like a 20-year fever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Burn it out. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I, yeah, I get that. And I think that the, just the feeling of uh, being stuck in not feeling, being super frustrated with that and, and feeling the limitations that that has to my own physical experience, my connection with other people um, is, and I think that's, I mean, that's the disease that so many people are experiencing. Like they, they want a connection. They're so feeling so empty and alone and depressed because of, you know, the way things are set up or whatever, you know, whatever the, the setup is for them. You know, so many people are walking around with little stainless steel walls and cages and they just don't see that, you yeah. know, they don't, they don't know what that is. How do you integrate anal into a relationship and should you? Um, I can't say everyone should, <laughs> um, but if you're on board for it, uh, I think it's awesome. I mean, I personally and just what like... what is the value of anal outside of, it's just cool? It's, it's so in right now. <laughs> um, anal, it was funny, April and I decided on Emily, Sex with Emily's podcast that 2016 was the year of anal licking. Oh, wow. Because um, we both got a lot of random offers. It's the year to, of the rabbit as well. Yeah, yeah rabbits <laughs> and anal licking. I'm pretty sure 2019 is the year of armpits. Like, oh. I've talked 
to so many people that uh, have lovers that just like are obsessed with their armpit and they just want to bury themselves and they love their natural smell. Will the year of missionary ever come back? Uh, I mean, it's always around, but I don't think we'll make a whole year out of it. It's okay. boring. <laughs> <laughs> sounds boring and I think with anal my, for, for my for me I think it. so we have you know a sexual menu of all the things that we can do uh-huh. with partners or with ourselves when we take a whole uh, orifice or part of the body that has a lot of nerve endings off the menu our menu is a lot smaller you know so when people aren't adding anal to the menu you know for me I've been in relationships where people are like I don't want anything to do with your ass or my ass none of that and it's like okay well I can respect that and um Kind of a bummer because right. it, it just adds more right, things. Aaron, we're fucking. <laughs> I can't be vegan. It's not going to work for me. Right. Uh, so there's that, and then also there's a lot of really great stuff there. A lot of people experience more surrender and de- in safe anal experiences, um, and, and feeling like deep release. You know, I've been with men who have had prostate orgasms and um, and and witnessing that, like seeing their their release in that. It, wow it's compared to the, a lot of the other orgasms I've seen men experience it seems like there's just a lot more of this like surrender and letting go and and and, um, and then anal it can it's also can be like naughty and taboo there's so many things that are available there I'm sure anal play is one of the keys to accessing the kundalini thing that people talk about are they feeling. all doing a whole bunch of anal I th- not I mean, all I know of they're them like not saying that kundalini and practitioners are yeah. putting things in their butt Yes, but you are. Too. I, <laughs> I think that upon doing that, it kind of stirs up like certain deep clenchings that one may have and not realize it. Mm. You know, and it's literally, it's like this compression and moving, you know, perturbation of all this, all that stuff at the base of your, your sacrum and your yeah. pelvis. Mm-hmm. And in my experience with that, only with myself, I've got like a like a tool mm, you, like a, <laughs> a, a narrows yeah. I have a tool like a prostate simulator you mean is that what you're talking about okay yeah. yes yes yeah 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 uh huh and so tool. after using the tool it's like a hammer yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you wear it to kundalini classes I think that would be maybe that would be like 2021 everyone gets there like bring the your prostate, prostate simulator prostate tools at kundalini I, I bet I think the world's ready I think the world's we're getting close. We're, we're, get, we're getting close. Anals, yeah, yeah, people are getting more on board. And I understand. I want to respect some Wait, people. Wait, but so what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So after sorry, doing sorry. the thing. The thing. Yeah. The tool. With the tool. Yes. Wait. Perturbating the parts. Uh-huh. I feel this um, like elongation and relaxation in and around like my, my spine and kind mm. of like, it's almost like feels like this elongating up through my spine. Mm. The Kundalini. Energy. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Do you experience this? You don't need to, don't need to pro- just corroborate. I don't, have, I don't have a prostate, so. Well, not a prostate, just stuff in your butt. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that? Yes, you totally can. <laughs> I don't know if I feel the elongating from stuff in my butt per se, but I have felt, you know, from um, more like transcendent orgasms that are uh, not something that I've yet to figure out how to have every single time. Mm. Um that it there is this upward motion and I but there's this part of me that feels like you know the base of me and that there's something flowing from the earth through my whole body up to upward and I know I'm from Santa Cruz <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Santa Cruz but I want those orgasms all the time I just haven't figured out how to have them so um, how yes, does one maybe increase their orgasmic potential well I mean you would know this breath is really really big mm. obviously a lot of people aren't they're obviously breathing because you're alive while you're having sex but a lot of people are doing like really Unless light shallow breathing you know, the necrophilia yeah and so, well, someone's alive and someone's not I so. like that I don't know what idiom means but I know necrophilia oh my god you're so sick <laughs> you little pervert <laughs> your listener's like oh my god um, yeah wait 
I forgot we were talking about necrophilia. Increasing anal. orgasmic, oh, orgasmic potential. potential with dead people. Yeah, with dead <laughs> <laughs> Breathe the life back into them so they can breathe again and be alive. Um, yeah, I mean, breath is a big part of it. And uh, I, I, again, I'm just going to go back to speaking to my experience of someone who's been having a hard time feeling sensation at all, having orgasms and all, like, all that just has been really challenging, knowing all the tools. And so breath alone wasn't um, wasn't enough. Uh, so I'm just going to say it once again, you know, safety, relaxation, slowness, getting out of your way, you know, complete presence and getting out of your way of needing to get from point A to point B. Um, and really, really paying attention to all the subtleties. I think what happens with orgasms is a lot of people look for the big thing, and including me often. Um, as although I'm getting much better at it lately, but instead of paying attention to all the little subtle feelings, like oh, there's a little, or you can use a number system, like they'll do that in sexological bodywork. Um, you know, a one is like. Uh, or no, I, I like the scale um, someone used negative three zero to three negative three is pain zero is numbness and three is like oh, I'm pr probably going to have an orgasm you know a lot of pleasure and it's, it's, if you start to pay attention to like the subtleties you're like oh like yeah there's a there's a one in there like oh that, that's a zero like, it's kind of numb or wow there's pain there negative three negative three um, and and I think a lot of people are only seeing negative three zero and three and not the in-betweens right and so I think that we can experience more when we slow down and pay attention to following the thread of our own body uh, through our own touch or th through someone else's touch and that can lead to the bigger things combined with breath combined with kegels and having a strong pelvic floor but not a too tight pelvic floor you know also relaxing your asshole and relaxing your you know your cock or your pussy and all these things too so it's a it's a compilation of things the pelvic floor thing can be confusing with like the kegel muscle yeah. stuff because yeah. it's not addressing the mechanics yeah it's just taking whatever fucking position you're in and let's just tighten that stuff up yeah you know, so if there's you're looking so much at, more to there's so much more it. to yeah. it. Yeah. So so being able to actually take all those muscles throughout the pelvic floor and you know all the muscles of your whole body really through their full expression, full yeah. range of motion, functional range of motion. Yeah. Just in doing that, you're naturally doing Kegel mm -hmm. exercise essentially. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're contracting and relaxing, contracting and relaxing through full range of motion as opposed to you sitting hunched over in this like sad puppy dog position all day long, like squeezing your sphincter muscles and <laughs> pee muscles. It's like that's not, <laughs> not it. Not really gonna do very We're much. Not doing it. Yeah. We're not there. Yeah, like <laughs> we uh, can do better. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more to it, everyone. And I, and I yeah, and I think it's taking into account all of the pieces. You know, I think people want the one quick and easy way to have the better sex and the better orgasm and like, it doesn't just doesn't work that way for most people and if it does for you then wow lucky oh you all you just did some kegels and now you better orgasms so that's great it's not usually that way it's mm. usually as mind body spirit connection safety all, all these things knowing some ideas and tools but not getting attached to them and presence and 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 then i say that to people like oh that's exhausting like that's a lot of things and that's how it works I know we talked about this last time. What are your thoughts? Of, so we don't need to go too deep into it. But what are your thoughts about um, semen retention for men? It's for them to not, uh, yeah. So in busted, terms of busting nuts, I think that it's a great practice. I mean, I, again, when I see men, um, they're how they feel after they ejaculate. They look pretty tired. And <laughs> whereas a lot of uh, female body folks or, or vulva owners, when they ejaculate, vulva owners, vulva owners, which are getting, Do you own a vulva. You own it. I own it. You own. It. I'm assuming you have a penis because I haven't like seen you naked. Like you own it. Yeah. I'm always wondering about that. It's mine. It's or you call it homegrown, homegrown vulva. Homegrown vulva. I grew it myself. I feel more comfortable with that. Okay, so homegrown vulvas. Yeah. Well, because female-bodied used to be in the human sexuality realm, the, the PC term, but now there's people that um, that they don't identify with female-bodied, but they still have a vulva. You know, so they don't identify with female. So, anyways, right. so we that's the language is constantly changing. So we learn and we follow the thread of that. And I'm still learning, um, <laughs> and I don't I don't get it right every single time. 
Um, I forgot what we were talking about again. Oh, we're, we're like over the time. That's great. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. We went past the hour, Aaron. Our listeners are going to be so upset. I, I mean, like our it. listeners usually I like it. Great. Yeah. Was there was something I needed to end with then? What, no. were, what were we saying? <laughs> over now. Okay. <laughs> the parties. But they're, what if they're like, what was the thing that Amy forgot? And she was talking about it and now it's gone. Well, Bodies. Vulva. Well, sorry, guys. Email me. Vulva. No, yeah. we're not ended like that. I just don't have any timepiece at all and so i was like i'm like that's I, your timepiece right there that is the timepiece but it's in the wrong we're sitting out on my porch it's beside, nice out here we've got we're sitting beside a he tried cold to, chest he tried to, freezer he tried to get me in his freezer in last and time last time and this time he, he tried to get me in his sauna this time i tried to get in the sauna yeah i was like i'm gonna turn the heat up tire. that's my move yeah that's my move <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and the acro yoga with no underwear oh yeah, yeah. right uh-huh yeah mm-hmm. i swear this is professional everyone yep yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no flirtation happening here 0%. at all. Not at all. Never. Not one bit. Oh, I'm distracted. Highly now. professional. <laughs> and my pants are off. That's okay. I'm not wearing underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what can you do? It's talking about sex, though, so it makes perfect sense. We should probably wrap this bitch up. We should wrap it up. On that <laughs> note, I, do, I, I, have, I would just like to end with um, I have is I find this surprising, but as for, have for having a sex podcast, I've never podcasted naked, and that's, that makes for a good show, I think. Oh, next yeah, time. Yeah, next time, but na- we'll naked podcast and see what happens. I invite myself. We'll get b- very distracted. We'll be yeah. like, Yeah, that'd be different. I already forgot what I was talking about at least twice on this, so that's going to happen more What about time. erectile dysfunction with men? you have any, any tips on that? On how to deal with Something it? Something I don't personally deal with. <laughs> Not that I, I need to say that. It's just my little significance validation it's, coming up. Okay, good. So... <laughs> Not coming from but personal I have dealt, I have dealt with a lot of premature ejaculation. Thankfully, yeah. no more. Yeah. But that was a, that was a mofo. How did? And that's usually. I mean, they're both coming often come to the same places. People have at least getting stuck in their anxiety. heads. Yeah, anxiety is you have one experience. Well, it gets worse because then you have the, the pressure of the situation. You already yeah. know it's going to happen. So you're just like, oh, and then it happens. And yeah. then it happens. You're like, yeah. Ah, you're getting in your own way. It's terrible. The one thing that you don't want to happen. You don't want your your cock to get soft at the wrong time or to come too early. Whatever that means and then you end up doing it because you're in your head thing worrying about doing the thing yeah. and it's an imprinting process because you, your mind and body just got on board for this thing that it's now stuck in just like me losing my desire you know i got it was an imprinting process that happened that i got stuck in as well um and they they often and it's, you know some people it's, it can be a blood flow thing and um, or they're diabetic or whatever that is for, for the most part what, we're, what we see is it's it's mental you know and, and it's not just mental it's the whole thing working together but it's starting to notice the thought process that you're having and starting to have new experiences but again this is where sex workers are great because yeah. you when you have sex with a sex worker you're usually not worried about pleasuring and pleasing them sometimes you are but it's more so like oh I'm you know I'm paying for this there isn't all this pressure on me to perform there are some people that have paid sex workers just so they can give the sex worker pleasure but um, you know, if you're having stuff around erectile stuff or an ejaculatory stuff having experiences that there isn't this pressure and this need to perform and please and impress is can retrain your body is a great way to do it, but also just getting out of your own way. Could probably just cut out the word perform. Yes. And that would probably be beneficial for everyone. And not having sex with people that shame you and are like, oh my God, your, your cock is soft. Now we can't play. You know, that's what I was talking to my uh, girlfriend about this and because someone that she plays with, they, they like them some cocktails. So um, the cock isn't always hard at night, but in the morning it's rock hard because they're sober. Mm. Um, rock and hard. Rock hard in the morning. They're like, yeah. yeah. It's just like, burr. 
we're ready to go. Uh, and she has never shamed him because you know, I think what a lot of um, women will do when their their partner, you know, the male partner, their cock goes soft, they just stop. They're like, oh, we can't play now. You know, like, all right, I guess that's over. Right. And that's you don't even have to say that. It's shaming. They're like, okay, so I'm only worth my cock being hard. Otherwise, you, I'm there's nothing I can give. But there's so much more you can do and that is available and to let them know like oh it's, all, it's fine if you're soft like, there's so much more we can do yeah, I just, we can like, play video games we can go get out the game we boy could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could make ice cubes yeah <laughs> but sex is off the table because your cock is now soft and everything is about a hard cock all the time yeah. but when you do that when you when you take that pressure off of it and you're not shaming them the cock often just gets hard again because it's like oh <sighs> it's not scary out there alright I can show up as I am cool wait we're going to end on erections that's right. We're going to end it. Where should people go from here on my side? So, um, oh, for your list, I was like, I don't know all your we're links. Listen, um, we're releasing this on both, both podcasts. Both yeah. programs. I call them programs. Programs? I don't like podcast. I think it's it's too redundant. It just your gets used so Midwest much. accent just come out a little bit. That's right. I don't like podcasts. From Pennsylvania. I like the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Pennsylvania is not the Midwest, though. No, I know. Okay. But nonetheless, yeah. there's too much podcasts. Yeah, too many podcasts. I do a program. Everyone is I podcasting. Do a damn program. All right, so your so your program and my podcast. <laughs> to, I mean, I don't only have a podcast. So if you're more of a program person, tune go to, to Aaron. A yeah, go to Aaron. More of a podcast person, go to Shameless Sex. Yes, yes. So we are <laughs> Shameless Sex. You can go to shamelesssex.com. Where we have our podcast, there we have a blog, we have uh, an online workshop for female identified folks who want to be uh, more sexually open, not meaning like open relationship open, but more like in their power. Uh, and then we also, our podcast is Shameless Sex on all the apps, iTunes, Google Play, all the things. And then we're on Instagram at Shameless Sex Podcast. We were disabled for about three days and we got it back. Um, Why disabled? So all uh, uh, sex educators are just getting screwed. It, the, one, you get flagged once and, and Instagram decides that you're uh, raunchy. Meanwhile, there's all kinds of male-owned accounts with booties twerking and they're not getting yeah, taken down. mine's all just abs and dick pics. And you're no not... gives a crap. And no one cares. Yeah, you're <laughs> not going... It's called a line podcast. Yeah. Uh, Shameless plug. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. There are a lot of abs. So, so anyways, I'll, yeah, I, everyone go check out Aaron's Instagram if you want to go and... Get a hard cock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where are you or tell our listeners where they it's can find you? It's all online podcasts. Or just type, you can type Aaron Alexander into the thing and, and it'll come it'll up. sort out. But yeah, Align Podcast is the, is the spot. So and your, I'll release this, this the same day. Your Instagram is Align. Everything is Align Podcast. Yeah, Align Podcast. And your book, podcast. one more time, talk about your book again. Well, it's not too much to talk about because it's not going to be out by the time this comes out. This is an evergreen product, Aaron. Oh, that's a good they point. They could listen to this in 2025. That's a good point. Yes. If you are listening to this in 2025, um, go grab the Align Method. By that time, hopefully I'll be on like my, my third or fourth book. So yeah. I'd rather you buy that one, I think. Okay. So this is very confusing. So then again, <laughs> go to Aaron's website to find out what he's talking about and uh, maybe there will be info about the next release yeah, on there. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, this is always fun. Thanks well, so much. I'll put my clothes back on now. Sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go, right. I'll go put underwear on. Over and out. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I want to present y'all with a fun opportunity of starting a program that I created called the Align Method Online Program that focuses on unwinding the unsightly patterns of staring into technology, essentially. So forward head posture, rolled forward shoulders, hyperkyphotic spine, disengaged glutes, knees collapsing in. If there's collapse in any level in the body, it will trickle up and down through the rest of the system. That program 
focuses on unwinding those things, giving you self-care practices, movement practices, and lifestyle adjustments, very subtle ones, that will give you all more flexibility, more strength, more confidence, more energy, all the good things. Um, And you can start the first week absolutely free and just go to alignpodcast.com slash align method, A-L-I-G-N method. Along with that guy, you will receive the Align Band, which is a heavy-duty resistance band with a door anchor, and that also comes with its own online program that is free with that thing. Go to alignband.com and start that program for free. Um, I think that's it. I so greatly appreciate you guys listening to this conversation. So greatly appreciate reviews on iTunes, sharing uh, on the Instagrams or the Facebooks or wherever you do your shares. Uh, This program goes on lives on because of y'all so um it doesn't go unnoticed thank you for listening thank you for views thanks for joining your life enjoy